Victor Oladipo and the Miami Heat are headed to the Eastern Conference Finals. We're going to talk about their big Game 6 blowout win uh, over the Philadelphia 76ers, what role Oladipo played in that. Then we're going to jump into women's basketball, talk a little bit about some players who could make leaps this offseason, kind of continuing off yesterday's conversation. A lot to touch on in today's episode. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Friday, May 13th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. We have your news, we have your analysis, we have your previews and your recaps during the season. We cover everything from, I mean, you'll see today we're going to cover Victor Oladipo in the NBA, as well as the women's basketball team. We got you covered with everything in between as well. I'm your host as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers part of your day today, specifically your first listen every single day. Just a reminder, we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where we premiere the episodes there at 7 a.m. every day, so you guys can join in on that conversation with your fellow Hoosiers. Really taking off over at YouTube, make sure you guys join in and don't get left behind. We've spent a lot of this week, a lot of the past couple weeks, honestly, talking about Victor Oladipo and his increased role with the Miami Heat in the NBA playoffs. They polished off a second-round win over the Sixers on Thursday night to move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. We're going to look at what role Oladipo played and what's up next for Miami. Then we're going to continue, I guess in some ways, the conversation we had on Thursday's podcast. We talked about the men's basketball team, players that were primed for potentially big off-seasons. We're going to do the same for the women's basketball team in the second and third segments today as always though you guys can subscribe to locked on hoosiers anywhere that you're listening to your podcast app follow us on twitter at lo underscore hoosiers you can also follow me on twitter at jacob rude victor oladipo and the heat uh put a big stamp on their series against the miami heat this scoreline is not remotely indicative of how the game played out, but Miami wins 99-90 to in Game 6 to win the Series 4-2. That is a very, very flattering scoreline to the Sixers. Miami was up 20 in the fourth quarter. Uh, some garbage time baskets when the game was well in hand made that look a lot nicer for Philadelphia, but that was an authoritative beatdown, and it was as much mental and psychological as it was anything else. Uh, Miami just looked the team, the stronger team, the more composed team, the team that wanted to win, and the team physically capable of winning. Um, early on in this one, Philadelphia's Danny Green goes down. Uh, Joel Embiid fell into his leg. It looked like a really ugly and really, really serious injury. And we've, we've spoken about how the Sixers are already beaten up. Joel Embiid looks the whole series like he could barely stay on the court. That man 
hats off to him for gutting this one out. Between losing Danny Green, between Joel Embiid um, just being well under 100%, and playoff James Harden in full effect, going 4 of 9 in an elimination game. Uh, I believe he went 22 second half minutes uh, without even attempting a shot, if I have that correctly. He attempted two shots in 23 second half minutes, did not make either of them, had three turnovers, so more turnovers than field goal attempts. The end result is the Heat moving on. Victor Oladipo didn't really play that big of a role in this one. This was a lot of Jimmy Butler. Uh, He had 32 points in 43 minutes. They kind of went for the jugular in this one and uh, really extended the minutes for the starters. Uh, The starters were playing really well. The bench, not so much for uh, the Heat. In fact, Oladipo was a team worst, minus 14 in his uh, 20 minutes tonight, whereas Max Struess in 40 minutes was a plus 23. So not Oladipo's best showing. Plus minus isn't a a great stat to look at for kind of a one-game sample size. Uh, But it, it, it wasn't Oladipo's greatest showing. But he still got out there, and he was – I mean, he still made some plays, 5 of 12 overall, 10 points, 3 rebounds, an assist, and a steal. And uh, he was part of that kind of relentlessness that Miami played with that just wore Philadelphia down over the whole series, especially in Game 6. They broke at a certain point in the second half, and that lead – ballooned really quick for Miami and that the the game got away from Philadelphia and uh, there were times where Oladipo was on the court for that they made a comeback Philly did late that is part of why that uh, that plus minus looks a little rough Um, I had the stat lines wrong I was looking at the wrong one Oladipo only had four points four rebounds two assists he was 205 I was looking at Tyler Hero's stat line Uh, so an even worse night statistically for Oladipo Ultimately, it doesn't really matter because the Heat move on and they're going to be playing the winner of the Celtics and Bucks. Game six is tonight. The Bucks are up 3-2 in the series after a wild, wild game five. Uh, that's been an exciting series. If you guys want to tune into that one, I believe it's on ESPN. Or excuse, uh, Yeah, I think it's on ESPN tonight. Um, but that's been a wild series and the heat will play the winner of that one will oladipo play in that series we'll see i think he's done enough to earn minutes but in the playoffs it's all about matchups so we'll see if it's a favorable matchup for him uh we can kind of look more into that once we have an idea of who the heat will be playing but right now it is game six i'd imagine the heat might be rooting for a seventh game just to get a little bit more rest to hopefully get Kyle Lowry back. But we will see how this plays out. And by the time we talk next, there might have been another game, uh, game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. No matter what, we're going to continue to cover this because I'm excited to see Oladipo in an Eastern Conference Finals. Hopefully he can have a couple really big moments for someone who really deserves this kind of stage. So excited to see what he is able to do with the heat in the Eastern conference finals. Let's shift back to Bloomington. Talk about this women's basketball team. 
the men's team, we highlighted three players that I thought were set for kind of big off seasons. We're only going to talk about two players for the women's basketball team. They had so much turnover, so many new faces coming in that there weren't quite as many options uh, to choose from. But I picked two players. One of them is really interesting, I think. Uh, maybe a little uh, detour from what you would normally think. We're going to dive into those here in just one moment. Built Bar, though, is one of our sponsors for today. Imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing that was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. This is what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built. I just received my birthday cake puffs, and I have never had anything like this before. You know, I'm a big fan of Built Bars, and the Built Puffs are even better. They're available right now, and we can't promise that there'll be more There'll be more tomorrow. Uh, so get them today at Built.com. These are flying off the shelves. If you haven't tried the Puffs, I'll let you in on a little secret because that's what friends do, and I'm your friend here, guys. I'm always trying to help you out. Uh, a chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar is what these puffs are. Yeah, I, you heard me. Delicious flavored marshmallows covered in 100% real chocolate. Make every day your birthday with Built's birthday cake puffs. Built has taken the delicious experience of biting into a fresh slice of birthday cake and robed it in 100% white chocolate, added sprinkles, and still it only has 150 calories 16 grams of protein, 9 grams of sugar. This limited time flavor is an amazing option if you're looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety into your day. All Built Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently. It provides a ton of health benefits. So go to Built.com to get birthday cake puffs now. Once you're over there, once you make your decision, use the promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Thanks again for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. Make sure to go check out Locked On NBA Big Board, host Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies, and the author of the NBA Big Board newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen. Sam Ferris and Lee Thulin giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA draft, mock draft, player rankings, and of course, those big boards. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. We're going to be talking the NBA draft, uh, specifically the combine next week as Trace Jackson Davis will be taking part in it. I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about on that front. Let's go with the women's basketball team right now, though. In case you guys missed it yesterday, once we're done here, go give that a listen. But the kind of idea that I used for this is uh, I tried to find some players that I thought could be in line for a really big offseason. This doesn't necessarily mean a breakout player. I think that could be a different discussion, even if there's some overlap and maybe there's, there's some of the same players you would choose. I just wanted to look at players who they really put things together. They could be in line for a big offseason and set themselves up to take a big step forward, maybe to set up that breakout season next year. So not mutually exclusive, but a little bit different of a topic. First name that came to mind is somebody that I've talked a fair bit about. We obviously talked about every player in our 
season recaps, but Chloe Moore McNeil is, I think, someone that could take uh, could take a big step forward this offseason. She was someone that took a big step forward during this season. We saw at the beginning of the year she was someone that she, she was in the rotation, but it was very limited minutes, and her minutes were really dictated by how well she was playing, was or wasn't playing, and she the comfort wasn't there. The confidence wasn't always there. But especially once Mackenzie Holmes went down, as we've talked, she really started to take a step forward to the end of the year where there's Big Ten tournament games where she's the leading scorer and really driving the team. That Ohio State game, I remember, she was the one that got the Hoosiers off to a hot start in that first quarter in a game that she was an unexpected starter in when Alexa Goulbay was um, out at the beginning of that game. So uh, she's someone that took a big step forward this season, but I think she could be in line for an even bigger step forward because we've talked about her being, in some senses, kind of a jack-of-all-trades and someone that is able to fill a couple different roles for the Hoosiers. Uh, I think if she takes a, a big enough step this offseason, she could step into that starting lineup. I think right now there's one spot that's kind of open in the Hoosiers starting lineup, and you're going to see Scalia, Parrish, Graceberger starting, as well as McKenzie Holmes. That last starting spot I think could go a couple different ways. Potentially go Alyssa Geary. That would replicate kind of what they did last season with two kind of post players or bigger forwards, three guards. I wouldn't be surprised if Chloe Moore McNeil got into that conversation. If you want to go with a really small four out one end lineup, give McKenzie Holmes more space to work for that to happen. Chloe Moore McNeil will have to do a couple things this summer. For one, that three pointer is going to have to get uh, more dependable. And that was something that was hit and miss at at times or throughout this season. Um, Ultimately, it was uh, she shot um, 30, 20, excuse me, 26.8% from the three-point line for her career. It was 31% this season on just over two attempts per game. So she's not someone that has been a really dependable three-point shooter yet. So that's going to be one of the biggest things. Um that she is going to have to improve upon because if she's going to be in that starting lineup, potentially it's going to be because for one, she provides spacing. Uh, but for two, she's someone that can create mismatches. And I don't know that necessarily she's going to be in the starting lineup and her, she can still make these improvements and not make it in the starting lineup. I, I know for certain that the very least she's going to be the sixth sixth woman, I guess. The first person off the bench is a better way to phrase it uh, because of what she's going to be able to do. Uh, she's someone that can handle the ball. She played a little bit of point guard and had some ball handling duties at times last season. Uh, but she did start in lineups when the Hoosiers went smaller when Holmes was out. So it wouldn't be foreign. She started a, a pair of games last season. It wouldn't be entirely foreign. And there was a lot of kind of four out one in lineups, which is why I think it could happen next season, but she's going to have to improve that jumper. She's just going to have to have confidence overall. I, I think back and I know I referenced this before, but I think back to uh, something coach Morin said during the season where in high school, Chloe was a, um, a scorer. 
for her high school team. And having, obviously, when you come to college, you kind of shift your mindset because you can't just play like you did in high school, expect to have the same results. And Chloe's carved out a role where uh, she can score, she can rebound, she can assist. She uh, had moments as a really good defender as well last season. And if she's able to, or she's been able to, I should say, um, do a little bit of everything, contribute in a number of places and get those minutes. If she's able to become more of that scorer that she was, maybe provide some energy off the bench uh, or perhaps in the starting lineup, then that's another weapon for this Hoosier team that is going to have a wider variety of weapons this season. Um, there's more ways that this Indiana team will be able to beat you. And if Chloe's able to become that score she was, she's able to drive and get to the rim. She's able to um, knock down threes at times. So if she's able to just kind of develop her game, I think she's someone that could be a really, really important player for this IU team. Suddenly you're starting to talk about her as kind of this X factor where um, she's someone that can create those matchup problems, can come in in a number of different places for the Hoosiers and be productive. And that's kind of a role I could see her taking, but for her to do that, she's going to have to take some step forward, steps forward this offseason. That shot's one of them. The confidence is kind of another one. The comfort, I guess, overall, which is something she's gained as she's played. So maybe she's able to now look and say, yeah, I can hang with these with these other ladies in the Big Ten. And uh, maybe that confidence she's able to come into the season with and and start off even hotter than she did last year and continue to build on that and, and continue to grow in that way. So she's someone that I think could be in line for a big season next year and someone I'm excited to see because she's able to do a lot of things. And I think she could uh, potentially be a really important piece for this IU team. Now, with Chloe, with the players we mentioned in yesterday's episode, it's a lot of role players. And I went a little bit of a different way with this last person. Kind of on that note, you guys can probably uh, narrow it down to some some people you think it is. But I'll tell you who I think could be in line for a big offseason as well here in a moment. Our partners at Bet Online, though, continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. So you can probably guess by the, the tease I left you on there that this last person is not a role player. It's not someone uh, who is has a, a specific type of role, and if they can expand that or improve upon that, uh, they can be an even better position next season. That was kind of the gist of the players we talked about in Thursday's episode for the men's side. That's kind of how we framed it with Chloe Moore McNeil. The last person I think could be in line for a big offseason is Grace Berger. And we talk a lot about the the jump from a solid a solid contributor to kind of that next step. Uh, we talked about it with Chloe. 
I mean, spoiler, but we talk about it with guys like Tamar Bates, Trey Galloway, um, guys like that for the men's team, as I mentioned yesterday. Solid players who go from, uh, with Trey Galloway, a, a solid defender, an energy, energy player, if he's able to do uh, one or two other things, he suddenly becomes a, a quality starter. With Grace, you're looking at somebody who is already a really great player. All-American, first team All-Big Ten. I think there's a pretty, there, I won't say clear path, there's a path for her to make another jump to where now you're talking about her in Player of the Year conversations. And there's a couple ways it could happen. One of the biggest things that's always going to be um, an improvement, I guess, or something people would would harp on as an improvement for Grace is just her three-point shot, just because it's not really a weapon in her arsenal. Uh, it's not really something that she, I wouldn't even say relies upon. It's just not something she really uses. Last season, she shot 0.7 attempts per game and shot 26% on them, uh, and that was about half as much as she shot the season prior. Uh, she shot 34 uh, in her junior season, uh, 23 her uh, senior season last year. So not quite half, but it wasn't a lot. It's not um, it's not something she really ever tries to use. I would venture to say a lot of those 23 were late in games or late in the shot clock where she had to force them. Uh, so if you're talking about her just taking a step forward offensively, that's an easy answer, but Sometimes I think people harp on that too much. We made this point with Trace when talking about his draft status. You can simply say, oh, well, if he just shoots, then he'll be he'll be a lot better. Well, I mean, yeah, but that clearly isn't something they're necessarily comfortable with. Now, last time I said this, when we were talking about Trace, literally the day the podcast posted, uh, Draft Express tweets a video of Trace just canning corner three-point jumpers at a workout. So... Uh, clearly, I didn't really know what I was talking about, but I still maintain that point that it's not as simple as saying, well, if Grace just adds a three pointer. She's good. That's a really hard skill to add. And that's not something you do over one summer. So I think it could be various other things. She's decent as a ball handler and getting to the rim. And I think that's one area that she could take a step if she's able to do more shot creation for herself, which wasn't even necessarily a weakness. She can get to her spots. And she can knock down mid-range jumpers. It's maybe that next step where she adds more of a game around the rim where now defenses has to have to think, is she going to go to the rim? Is she going to pull up? She can Once you get inside the arc, she can basically pull up from anywhere and knock down jumpers. And that's something defenses are always going to think about. And if she can add a uh, ability to get to the rim, and then uh, then you're able to mix in some hesitation, some pump fakes, and uh, hurt defenses in a number of ways. Kind of along those lines is the ability to set up teammates out of those situations. But again, that's something she excelled at, 4.7 assists per game last season. That's something she already does. I think just an overall, uh, if she can become a a bit more well-rounded, whether that means adding a three-pointer, whether that means becoming a ball handler more, um, because what we know is that Grace is always going to be able to knock down mid-range jumpers and is going to be someone that the Hoosiers rely upon. If there's a situation where they need a bucket, she's going to be that person that's going to be able to get it. So she's able to add more weapons in that sense. Um, Maybe it is a three-pointer, and maybe suddenly defenses have to extend out even further on her, 
And if she's able to get around them, that opens up more mid-range jumpers. Maybe it's getting to the rim where that becomes a threat. Defenses maybe sag off a little bit and she's able to stop on a dime and hit a mid-range jumper. Whatever it is, I think there are ways she can add a little bit more to her offensive game. And suddenly you're talking about someone who averaged 16 points last season. As we said, was one of the best players in the Big Ten. One of the best players in IU uh, basketball history, women's basketball history. Suddenly you're going from kind of recognition on a conference level to recognition on a more national level. She's going to be an All-American team, so she's still going to get that. But she's not someone that a lot of people know or talk about in the national college basketball scene. And I, I think there's a pathway for her to, to make that jump and become a 20-point-per-game scorer, not get a couple more baskets a game. You clear that 20-point mark, and that just looks a lot better on stat lines. And suddenly it starts catching people's eyes that – oh, she's averaging 20 a game for a what should for most of the season next year be a top 10, top 15 team in the country, then you start getting a lot more recognition and then people really start paying attention to you. So it's a little bit of a different pick, um, but it's someone I really think could take a big step next season. If she takes a step forward, that as we said, she's in a national conversation and Indiana is in a really good spot because I think she established this season – She's IU's best player. It might be a little bit of a toss-up between her and Mackenzie Holmes, but for last season, she was IU's best player. And if your best player takes a step forward, then as a program, as a team, you're taking a step forward as well. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day. We'll be back with you next week to talk Victor Oladipo in the Eastern Conference Finals, Trace Jackson Davis at the Combine, Going to start touching on more off-season topics as well for basketball, men's, and women's. Maybe start throwing some football in there, depending on how we feel. Um, and uh, I know football isn't uh, the most loved thing by IU fans, so we may stick to more men's and women's basketball here. Now, go make your second listen, Locked On Big Ten. I was on Thursday's episode talking about women's basketball throughout the whole conference. If you want to get caught up on what the offseason has been like for basketball in the Big Ten. Uh, on the women's side, I kind of gave a uh, explainer at where we stand with women's basketball there and who the teams to watch uh, early on, an early look at next season are. Appreciate all the love you guys give us. I promise that is not a sentiment that I want to ring hollow. I really do enjoy you guys uh, supporting this show. It means a ton. Still within our first year of starting this show up, and I can't believe how much it's grown. Thank you guys for that every single day. Follow us on Twitter if you haven't already, at LO underscore Hoosiers. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Leave a quick rating and review. That helps us out immensely. Most importantly, though, guys, have a really, really tremendous Friday. A great weekend overall in LEO.